yes, you're allowed to enjoy the song. I'm just saying when you were coming for me for not liking the song, because apparently I'm not allowed to not enjoy the song. No, I, you have to like everything women do. Are you kidding? As an anti-womanist, the, you have to. You just said you're sick of Taylor Swift. So <laughs> don't you want to champion successful women? Zach is not overcoming the anti-women allegations. Oh my God. <laughs> What is that? Oh my gosh, your Tapu Chico. Yeah, you guys. I found out wow. on Friday yeah. evening when I found out on Friday evening when I was with Ely that Topo Chico makes Tall Boys twenty-four mm-hmm. floral ounces. Wait, is it fluid ounces? That's a big boy. Floral ounces. Why would it be floral ounces? What does that even mean? You know, I don't know. That's why I don't know why I said it. Twenty-four. Did you take science class? <laughs> 24 fluid ounces and maybe i said that because i probably drank about 18 of them <laughs> wow oh your camera's glitching now uh, god damn okay i was just saying how i thought it was working because nothing was happening so close. i'm so gonna come close. off again i'm gonna i turned it off and i'm pissed about this i don't know what's good We'll figure it out. Anyway. So sorry. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I just had dinner. It was yummy. Um, But yeah, I'm chilling. I went grocery shopping this weekend. So I've been like cooking for myself all week and oh, it feels really good. With your little cart. Yeah, I love my cart. Your little old lady cart. It's cute. It's for all ages. It's cute and you don't have to exert any energy. So. Yeah, I don't have to stressfully drive to the grocery store to get what I need. I can just walk okay, could, with my cart. You could also walk without a cart. Yeah, but that You hurts. are close enough. Oh, it hurts? <laughs> <laughs> like carrying my bags. Oh Plus my I had like four bags worth of stuff. Like I'm going like grocery shopping. Like I'm not going back to Trader Joe's for a week. So Interesting. You should be like Nick and go every three days. No, that's too much work. Granted, he lives. I right live. Next I mean, he lives closer. Yeah, if I lived closer, maybe. But well, how are you? Um, let me tell you something. These kids next door are pissing me off. It's reaching. I a hope peak. they're. I hope they're getting F's in all their classes. I hope they're getting uh, shitty progress reports so their parents can get mad at them. Although it doesn't ooh. seem like their parents punish them because their parents don't tell them to stop throwing balls into my wall. For an hour at a time, first of all, I thought kids were supposed to have short attention spans. So, like, how are you, like, (laughs) for an hour? Granted, there's maybe, like, two-minute breaks, but how are you for an hour throwing a ball against the wall and you're not getting bored about it? I thought kids were supposed to be like, this is stupid. Let me go play Fortnite. For once, I encourage the kids to play (sighs) Fortnite because maybe they'll stop throwing balls at my goddamn wall. Wow, this is a rant. I'm over it. You're waiting for me to ask you. Oh my God. I'm just over. I'm sure you guys could sympathize. I, I know you and I had a little conversation in the car when we were hanging out on Friday about people living in apartments, because for those of you who don't know, there's a woman who lives below me who has written me a note and come to my door to tell me that like, I need to basically stop walking around my apartment past 10. Cause that's when she goes to bed. I'm with you. I don't agree with that. It's like, I'm sorry you live below me. Hey, I'm smart. I got the top floor because I don't want to hear footsteps either. But like, I'm not like it could be worse. And we talked about how that woman, it's very possible that maybe this is like her first apartment that maybe daddy's paying for. It's got to be. 
Because it's like literally why why would you ask someone to do that? It's just ridiculous. Like proper apartment etiquette. And I want to tell her like it could, like it literally could be so much worse. Like how it Nick's last apartment, the woman above him, oh my God, was constantly and early and late hours of the day walking around in heels and no (gasps) shade. Maybe she's a stripper. Maybe living at the top floor of a Washington DC apartment building. I guess they could make money. You know how much money strippers make? Oh my God. Yeah, but you got to beat the right clubs, though, right? It's not like any old stripper. This is Washington, D.C. You think strippers don't make money here? <laughs> okay, I guess you're right. Anyway, like I wanted to tell this woman it could be so much worse like that. And I've like she asked me to stop vacuuming after her bedtime. And I was like, you know what? Sure, fine. And I've done that. I didn't have to do that. But I don't vacuum past 10 o'clock anymore. And so it was that. And then like these fucking kids next to me, I'm telling you guys, there's a family of four that lives next to me and their kids. They, one of them is younger and they scream all the time. And like I said, there's ball throwing at my wall. It's a ball. You guys, if you want to know how I know, if you put your ear to the wall, you can hear like the bouncing reverb. It's a ball that they're throwing on my wall. And it happens, I would say like four times a week. And all this is culminating today. And I'm just like, I cannot wait to live in a house. I am over apartment living. I'm over it because people are annoying and just, they do not give a shit about you. And I'm not saying they should, but it's also like, let's have some just like common decency. Tell your kids to not throw objects at the wall. Yeah. Well, I don't think kids belong in apartment buildings, Uh, period. Um, I mean, okay, that's unfair. That's unfair. But I don't think kids belong in apartment buildings that only have like one or two bedrooms. Like that's kind of ridiculous. Um, But I will say I really lucked out with my walls in my building because I don't hear shit from nobody. I hear dogs and I hear when I've been staying there, I hear stuff. So I'm, I'm lucky that when you're there, you don't hear anything, but I've heard stuff. Okay, not through the door, through the walls or the ceiling. I will the say floor. the your ceilings. That's what I I'm do saying. not. I do not hear anything above you, and I don't either because, like I said, I'm on the top floor. But still, people are gonna make noise in the hallway. Of course, I wish the doors were a little bit thicker, but hey, I'll take noise through the door well, over noise from the ceiling. And honestly, I know it's like I I envy other people because I get very overstimulated easily by noise. It, it gets to me very easily. Like I need white noise when I sleep. I, I, it's not just a sleep thing either. Like it just, like if there's two, let's say there's like someone talking and music going at the same time or I'm watching, like all that, it's just, I'm like, stop. Like we need to simplify the noise. And so I wish I was one of those people where noise didn't get to me. But um, I will say if I ever were to live in an apartment again, I'm actually probably, I'm going to actively seek out an older building because when I lived in Baltimore, in a building that was yeah. like a hundred years old and it was stone. I lived there yeah. for two years, heard nothing. I heard these new nothing. buildings are so cheap. Awful. Made. And they're so much more Awful. expensive. I was paying 1200 for one bedroom in Baltimore. Well, Dude, granted that's those fucking those insane Baltimore, but um, yeah, but still that's like a big city. Yeah. If you're sensitive to noise, you guys, if you've never lived in like a five or one or any sort of other modern apartment building, be wary. Because it can get to you and you'll have breaking points like me today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very annoying. Anyway, should we get on to the episode? I was going to say this sure. might actually be a really short one, but then I just ranted for 10 minutes. <laughs> 10 minutes? Okay, I don't think it was that I don't long. know. 
That's true. Uh, but yeah, I only have two stories a piece and you literally wrote a comment on the outline saying this week was dry. So we'll see how long this ends yeah. up being. Should we get started? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So first of all, I wanted to point out that apparently Elon Musk has set a record for the largest amount of money lost <laughs> by one person. <laughs> this is according to the Guinness Book of World Records, which... What a smart businessman. All you dudes that love uh, to say Elon is a smart businessman, you should get a badge that says biggest loser. Who's saying that? Dude, the men that defend Elon Musk think that he's like such a genius. No, he's a dumbass, clearly. Men are stupid. They are stupid. <laughs> anyway, uh, he set this record because apparently he lost between $180 billion and $200 billion since November That's of 2021, so which is obviously because of the poor performance of Tesla stock, which was partially driven down by his stupid behavior in trying to acquire Twitter and all that. Um, but I think this is funny because his fortune yeah. went from about $320 billion to $147 billion. He's still the second richest person in the world. <laughs> so I was going to be like, ha, ha, and then I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. But still funny though. Awful. That's on his yeah, resume. No, it is, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very, I love, I'm enjoying it very much. Yeah. Okay, well, I guess what's my last story of the week? Again, guys, it's been very dry. <laughs> dry AF. I don't know what's going on. It feels like there's no news going on. I almost talked about the George Santos thing, but I oh feel God. like that story. Not that man. I know. I'm like, I feel like that story is maybe not over yet. I feel like okay. Here's my <laughs> thing too, and people have made so many jokes about this. Every time I see a video of him, I feel like it's it, it. I think it's like a parody video, and then I'm like, no, this is this is dead ass. Yeah, and he looks like, you know, how sometimes you think someone looks like an animated character, but it takes you a no, really you know long time to put your like? finger on it. Who he you looks a little out. bit like Fred Armisen. Oh, that's not what I was thinking. He 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 oh. looks like some sort of animated character and i've been trying to think about this for days he looks like a muppet and i just can't <laughs> like a very specific animated character maybe it'll come to me during this episode but comment it, below if you know who he looks like yeah but anyway let's get into actual news story yeah so, so yesterday was mlk day of course and the city favorite holiday oh! <laughs> did you see the tiktok of the mlk tribute that a bunch of white people did where they were playing on bongo drums and wearing dashikis and stuff. Oh, no. Nick sent it to me. I'll have to shoot you the link. It was wild. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Boston. They unveiled a new memorial sculpture in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. and his wife. Actually, no, they didn't unveil it yesterday. They unveiled it on Friday. So sorry. But the statue, which is 20 foot, 22 feet tall, has been uh, receiving mixed reactions. Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the monument is by artist Hank Williams Thomas, and it's called the Embrace because it's meant to honor the relationship between Coretta and Martin. And it's it's supposed to a keyword being supposed to specifically be inspired by a photograph of them hugging after Martin Luther King won the Nobel Peace Prize. And so if you haven't seen it, you guys, it's very strange. It is basically like two arms around what's supposed to be a head but it's just kind of like a lump of bronze 
And this is interesting. In a Twitter thread, Washington Post columnist Karen Atia, Atia, apologies if I mispronounced it, uh, she was criticizing the monument, saying that the artist reduced the kings to body parts. And she wrote, for such a large statue, dismembering MLK and Credit Scott King is a choice, a deliberate one. Boston's embrace statue perfectly represents how white America loves to butcher MLK, cherry picking quotes about love and violence while ignoring his ra radicalism, anti-capitalism, his fierce critiques of white moderates. MLK in his fullness is still too much for them. Which, you know, she she might have a point. Yeah. It's also just ugly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't like it. I And I, I feel... I, I also bad, want to point but... out that uh, Coretta Scott King's first cousin, Seneca Scott, wrote an essay about this. And there's a line where she says, for my family, it's rather insulting. Ten million dollars was wasted to create a masturbatory metal homage to my legendary family members. <laughs> that is what we call an indictment. Oh, no. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like it. I don't like it. I feel... <sighs> And I feel bad because apparently the sculpture, the, what is it? The sculpture is the artist is a black sculptor? man. Oh, <laughs> sculptorist. Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean, the artist is a black man, but I totally get that. Like in our, in the way that we talk about black history, it really has to be like um, watered down for white comfort. Um, I don't know. This just, but it's just not cute. It's ugly. Ugh. Like you couldn't have at least put their heads. I don't know. <laughs> it's just yeah. arms and it's so big. It is really big, you guys. It kind of seems like a cop out almost. Yeah. yeah. Also, this is a controversial point, but I am starting to feel that like, how about maybe instead of a city spending $10 million on a sculpture. Sculptures are important. You know, sculptures are, are you know, uh, commemorating someone is important, but like $10 million, we could have put that money towards programs that Martin Luther King Jr. would have rallied behind. Mm -hmm. And instead you spend it on a bunch of metal and an artist's salary. I'm just imagining, like, what if he saw this? Like, if he somehow came back to life and saw this, he probably would be like, now what the hell is this? Yeah, he'd be like, this isn't what I wanted. <laughs> How much did you spend on this? It's wild. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. I'm not a fan. Anyway. So sorry. On. Yeah, let's move on to music. All right. Whew. Okay, so this is an interesting week, and because Monday was a holiday, we didn't get any new chart data until this morning. So I was, of course, dying to see, like, what's the T? Who's at number one? Um, it's still Taylor Swift with Antihero, but Ugh. her Taylor Swift and SZA are, like, locked in in a battle for number one because Kill Bill was number three last week, and now it's number two. So we're getting closer. But the thing is... Miley Cyrus released her first single in like months. My camera's going um, crazy again. <laughs> I, <damn it. laughs> I think the trick is her, to just stop and start. And then it seems fine for like what? Seven, eight minutes. <laughs> maybe. Sorry. Continue. 
No, you're good. Um, and then Miley Cyrus released her first single from, I guess, this new era of music that we've got this year. And so all three songs are going to be fighting a battle for number one next week. So I'm just, I can't wait to see how this turns out. Oh my gosh. Said. <laughs> <laughs> I had to turn um, my camera I put off in the again. notes here <laughs> that I'm really hoping SZA and Miley can tag team a Taylor takedown because I don't know. I'm sick of Taylor Swift. Come on now. I'm also sick of her. I am not the biggest fan of that new Miley single. So hopefully SZA can do it <gasps> what? on her own. You like it? It's so catchy. It's boring. It's like oh not musically interesting, really. It's very oh, basic. Okay. Why? What do you mean, Jesus Christ? <laughs> I'm trying to champion quality chart toppers like SZA's music. Okay. Okay, but not everything has to be like this revolutionary piece. This is actually a really smart oh. piece of music because if you oh, know all the tea about her and Liam's relationship, it really it hits deep. Okay, I'm sorry. A song is not a diary of so like it's not a pop cult. like it's a song. How about we write a song? I don't care about your little like references in the song. How about you just make it a good song, which is probably the most important thing. And also, okay, so what if you're I'm trying to is what Zach likes all production and no writing value. If you're trying to make art, I think it's why would you say? Oh, not everything has to be revolutionary. We got to push artists uh, to make something isn't interesting. like your favorite movie? <laughs> okay, it's not my favorite movie. And first of all, <laughs> Paddington and Paddington 2 are quality pieces of entertainment because here, I'm going to highlight my argument right here. They revolutionized what a quote-unquote children's film could be because we get all this shit like Marmaduke and Lyle Lyle Crocodile oh and what I spy, whatever the fuck. And then here comes Paddington, Paddington 2. They come along and they're like, you know what? Let's actually have a well-written story and imbue it with themes that both children and adults can understand. I mean, Paddington, the Paddington movies are about immigration. Hello. Do you see like do you see is is I spy about no, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh my god. Plus, you haven't even seen them. So don't talk shit. <sighs> okay. I've listened to flowers. Put mm. me to sleep. Okay. Although oh I will god. say the video oh is interesting. I thought um, you didn't care about the backstory and the pop culture of it all. Okay. The video isn't backstory and pop culture at all. It's another piece of art. Guys, it's a music video. Know. Do what? you not know? She filmed that music video at the house where Liam cheated on her with 14 other women. Okay, but see, that's the thing. Whoop-de-doo. I enjoyed the video as it existed without a big neon sign saying, this is where my husband cheated on. No. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, you guys. So Zach just hates women and how they express themselves through art. I just anyway. defended her music video by saying it stands on its own. I'm coming back on camera, okay? Oh Hopefully my god, it work this time. You're making some interesting points, Eliana Reed. I'm making about interesting art. points because about I just art. am enjoying yeah. a song because it's catchy and I like that it has a hidden meaning. Yes, you're allowed to enjoy the song. I'm just saying when you were coming for me for not liking the song, because apparently I'm not allowed to not enjoy the song. No, I, you have to like everything women do. Are you kidding? As an anti-womanist, you have to. You just said you're sick of Taylor Swift. So, 
Don't you want to champion successful women? Zach is not overcoming the anti-women allegations. Oh my God. I was about to say, I usually do enjoy things that women do. I was just talking about a couple episodes ago, how I love the 355, even though everyone hated it. <laughs> okay, so... Okay. All I wanted to say was that I just did not enjoy flowers. Okay. If you guys do, then congrats. Okay. Congrats for not enjoying it. Okay. <laughs> Next. Jeez. Discord. Madonna. Oh my God. Can I talk? <laughs> do you hear this white man cutting me off all the time? He's trying to take up so much space in the room, dominating over a black woman. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to put you on mute. Sorry. No. Oh, wait, I'm not the host anymore. Oh. You're lucky. You're lucky I'm not the host anymore. I would have <laughs> muted your ass. Okay, so anyway. Can we move on? I'm literally about to start and you keep cutting me off. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave this Zoom call if you say one more word. I'm not even kidding. Put that drink down. That is too big. Oh my god. Okay, are you gonna let me move on? You wanna move on? Can we move on? I thought I wasn't allowed to say a word. Correct. That was a test and you failed. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. I'm gonna talk and you're gonna sit there and listen. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, you okay. keep failing. No, okay, I'm just gonna mute myself. <laughs> Please do. We don't want to hear you. Okay, he's muted. Next on the list, Madonna cleared her Instagram story, which was like a, a story of its own because I'm sorry, I said she cleared her Instagram story. She cleared her Instagram feed, which is a story of its own because y'all already know when an artist pulls, well, I guess like the most recent example is like the Jonas Brothers really did this. That's how we knew they were releasing new music. Everybody loves to do it now. They clear the Instagram feed and then they like black out their profile picture. So she did that and everybody was like, oh, and then what was it? Literally just today, Madonna announced that she's going on tour. She's doing a, an era's tour of her own. Um, so Bob, the drag queen, our fave from RuPaul's Drag Race, will be joining Madonna on the celebration tour that will honor four decades of Madonna music. Um, the tour will go to 35 different cities and kick off in North America on July 15th in Vancouver. And they'll make stops in Detroit, Chicago, New York, Miami, Los Angeles, and then make their way over to Europe and hit 11 cities in the fall, going to like London, Barcelona, Paris, Stockholm, and then it will end in Amsterdam on December 1st. So that's a hefty tour, but that's really exciting. You know, that'll be fun. Good for everyone that gets to go. Um, good luck getting the Ticketmaster verification. Okay, now you're allowed now. to talk. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I really think she did copy Taylor, which is fine because <laughs> people have been copying Madonna for a really long time. So I think she has the totally. right to do this. Totally. Uh, but interesting side story, which you know about because we've we sussed this out on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. I think it was, yeah, just yesterday. Yeah, Bob announced via Instagram that the second leg of her sibling rivalry tour with Monet exchange was going to be canceled and that everything would be refunded, which you should do. Please refund your ticket holders. If you cancel something. Um, mm -hmm. But it was like, I think it was like 14 dates or something. 
And I was like, what? This is strange. I sent it to Eli. I was like, what does this mean? People in the comments are saying, hey, maybe Bob got roped into doing another all winter season of Drag Race. And I was like, that would be so awesome. And then this happened. And I was like, oh, okay. So this is awesome. Um, <laughs> this is awesomer. Undoubtedly, she's probably getting more money from this Madonna tour than if she were to win an all winter season, which is Definitely. not a sure thing. Cause what if you don't win? Although I, right. Bob, Wouldn't that be embarrassing? Bob would have a good chance at winning another all. Totally. But that's just a risk. I feel like that's why a lot of people don't. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> yeah. I suppose so. And so obviously the for sure thing of getting money from a Madonna tour trumps that I have a question. I don't know if you know this and it could vary depending on the tour. Do guest artists or like openers, do they get a percentage of profits or do they just get a flat fee offered by like the artist? I'm curious. I actually don't know either. I feel like that's got to be dependent on who the artist is and like the the tour itself. Yeah, I guess so. But it's it's a funny backstory mm. because apparently Bob and Madonna hit it off uh, when Madonna had this event. I think it was like a ball or something that Bob was at and apparently they hit it off. And then Madonna was just like, do you want to literally be my guest for my whole Dude, tour? That's, fucking that's wild. Crazy. Yeah, that is wild. So I would them. kill to go see Bob the drag queen and then you get to see Madonna afterwards. That's kind of lit. <laughs> yeah. I kind of really like the aesthetics of the promo art they have so far. It's like Madonna, mm -hmm. but they heavily distort these famous pictures of her i think that's cool with like the stark yeah. red in the background yeah she looks great yeah. it's gonna be cool good for her good for women okay <laughs> speaking of not women um harry stop speaking of tours though Ooh, good segue <laughs> I, I was going to say, you that. said speaking of not women, I was like, oh, are you shading Bob the Drag Queen? Are you saying Bob the Drag Queen's a non-woman? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a non-binary person. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, Harry Styles announced two more Love on Tour dates in Palm Springs. And yes, if you're wondering, I am on the wait list. Girl, you are wild for that. I probably will not be going. Yeah, probably. Okay, yeah. When is the show again? So the shows that he added are for his birthday, which also happens to be my birthday. So two weeks from um, now. <laughs> yeah, very soon, but very exciting though. Actually, I don't know. Exciting for us fans, but Harry needs a break. He is crazy. Aquarius men are so toxic. I want to see the rest of his birth chart. I need to know. He's got to have Capricorn in there somewhere. So question, how much would these tickets be? I have literally no idea. I'm supposed to hear tomorrow if I'm even select, if I'm verified, and then I'm going to get another email if I was selected for the pre-sale. I'm looking up. <laughs> I'm looking up how much a flight would even be this last minute. I already looked at flights. Okay. <laughs> oh God. How much are they? Um, okay. The one that I looked at, I think I have pictures of it still. Oh my God. Oh, she girl, just burped. You, did you, you actually, hear that? no, I did not. You actually did this much research into this. Well, I was like, let me not like, you know, think too much about it. If there's like absolutely not a chance. Oh, maybe I deleted it. <laughs> I did do research, but I must've given I'm up. I'm sure that it was not cheap to go to LA from the other side okay. of the country in less than two well, weeks. Well, not LA, Palm Springs. You have um, to fly to LA. No, there's the Palm Springs Airport. Okay, that's going to be even more expensive to fly to this smaller airport. 
You're like, girl, what? <laughs> okay. Can you just let me live in my fantasy, please? Jeez. Also, the way I just said that it sounded like the whole Billy Eichner, like, you don't have to go to LA. It's just a movie musical about LA. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to go to LA. I just have to think I'm going to. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the thing too. I'm just salty because if he would have like had this planned already, you best believe I would have been like, Mom, this is my birthday present. Uh, so you think your mom would have bought that for you? Well, okay, here's the thing too. I was basically because like when you cancel flights on like Southwest, you get the money back and you can just use that to buy other Southwest flights. So I was gonna like rearrange my flight plan. This oh, is how girl. delusional I am. You are I was going to rearrange my flight plan to go from D.C. to Palm Springs for like two days oh, and then girl. go from Palm Springs to Milwaukee. <laughs> you are <laughs> wild. But, you guys, she has already been to the show, mind you. She's already been. Okay. <laughs> and you think it wouldn't be so much fun to go to a Harry Styles okay. concert? On your birthday, when you share a birthday with him, what do you, that's what, fucking lit. What do you think he's going to do? He's going to say, Ileana Reed. Ileana. No, not doing it for the be real. Um, <laughs> Where did you get that from? She's probably like, oh my God, my be real went off and I'm at the concert and it's our birthday. Do you guys hear? Clearly someone who doesn't understand the concept of be real, first of all. Second okay. of all, I <laughs> want to go for the vibes. Like, you that are, would be fun. Okay. Clearly, if I'm going to a concert by myself, it's for the vibes. You have to acknowledge me. You have to acknowledge. You're always telling me that you're like, oh, my God, I was really hoping the be real went off. Or I hope the be real goes off when we're doing this. Yeah, but I'm you're still not going to post that. it late. I can express my disdain for being upset when it goes off when I'm just sitting on my ass. I suppose. I still also, post when I'm sitting on my ass. I'm the last person to try and get enthused about a concert, of course. So maybe some of our listeners yeah. will think this is crazy, audience, but guys, I do. Did you hear him? <laughs> totally wrong audience. Okay, we're moving on because okay. this is not fun for me. <laughs> Okay, going back to SZA, um, SZA's SOS spends a fifth consecutive and total week at number one on the Billboard 200, joining Taylor Swift's Midnight's Bad Bunny's Un Verano Sinti and the Encanto soundtrack as one of only four albums to have at least five weeks at number one since the start of 2022. (laughs) Isn't that kind of funny? Yeah. Yeah super weird but i also love that the encanto soundtrack is in there like that shit was crazy <laughs> that shit listened, went hard we just listened to sos all the way through on friday night well not I mean, all I the way through all the way through two times already today but oh you're funny <laughs> not all the way through because spotify was down and it was so funny because the songs that it wasn't playing just happened to be we're my our favorites, favorites. <laughs> God, that was so rude. And I was like, let's play low again. Woo. I will never for- never forget that. Never forget that. <laughs> Hashtag never forget. Okay, I'm done. You can go back to talking now. Oh my God, you are wild. I actually only have two I'm wild. to talk about. Yeah. I like verbally sparring with you. It's fun. Mm-mm, I don't like it. All right, let's talk about the Mandalorian season three trailer, which just came out. You last watched night. it? I did. I watched it today. Um, I'm surprised you didn't text me about Babu Freak. Well, those are clearly like his people because there's more than one. Oh, so it doesn't mean it is him. And also, he appeared in the first teaser, which I already. Got oh, I forgot about. about that. Yeah, I remember. I, it was when 
uh, my dad and Brett were visiting me in DC and I was like, wait, the Mandalorian season three trailer dropped. And I watched it on the street, you guys, because I, <laughs> and then Babu Frick showed up or who I thought was Babu Frick. It could be Babu Frick. It could be a, a brethren. Could but... be Babu Flick. It could be, it could be Wabu's Wabu. Like, who knows? I don't know, but um, it's exciting. Uh, I can't wait. It looks great. It looks like, they really spent good. money on it. It looks um, really good. I kind of had this idea in my head that I wish I could pitch to John Favreau and Kathleen Kennedy. I think, because it was rumored that this is the last season of The Mandalorian. What? I, I We've talked about this, and you reacted the same way. That. Yes, you reacted. That's so, why would they end the only piece of content that they're making for Lucasfilm that's actually successful? <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling it might be because they don't. I mean, it is kind of a repetitive story. And that is probably my but biggest problem with it. It's fun, but it's like, I don't know. But here's my here's my pitch. And I think that this okay. would print money for Lucasfilm and Disney, which I feel like they need ideas right now because do they have any films in development at Star Wars? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. Yeah, because they've either gotten canceled or canceled. So <laughs> here's mm-hmm. my idea. If season three is the last season, you know what they should do? They need to make like the quote unquote finale a film. A film, call it The Mandalorian or The Mandalorian with a subtitle or something and make the finale of the series a film, release that <laughs> in theaters. That will make money because like you said, this is pretty much the only piece of live action star wars content right now that has goodwill from pretty much all the fans so that would make money they should do that Uh, and then they would have the big budget and everything i would live for that i would love because like it looks so good on tv imagine like seeing that in like a big ass screen and it'd probably be really like emotional i was literally daydreaming about this today oh my god i was like that would be such a good idea dude that shit hit I, i know so yeah, we're, we're stoked about this. I love that show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Obi-Wan did not do it for me. None of, literally none Boba of them Fett have done do it, it for me, me. Except for, well, I never finished Andor. I watched three episodes of Andor. Oh, yeah. I, I, I should give Andor another try. It's telling, though, that like I wasn't, I thought it was good, but I wasn't like super motivated to keep watching, you know? So mm-hmm. I think Andor was a little too self-serious. Not that I want Star Wars content to be like Marvel movies, but it was like not fun. You know, it was lacking a sort of like flair. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, let's move on. So this is a very interesting story. The Critics' Choice Awards were on Sunday evening. They took the Golden Globes broadcast spot in an attempt to capitalize Uh, they did this before the, the Golden Globes re-signed with NBC. So I don't know if it worked out as well as they thought, and they didn't really get a lot of viewers, but I still think that's kind of funny. And so some really good things happened. Everything Everywhere took Best Picture, uh, took Best Supporting Actor, of course, Best Original Screenplay, Best Directors. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, granted, the Critics' Choice body of voters as critics and so there's no overlap with like the oscars for instance but of course like we've been talking about i think like i was just talking about last week these award shows leading up to the oscars do have like there is an effect you know social impact yeah and here's my segue i think this is a great example of that 
So at the Critics' Choice Awards, Kate Blanchett won Best Act- Actress for Tar. Michelle Yeoh did not win. And so Kate Blanchett, who we'll get to this uh, later, but I thought she looked not great. <laughs> um, oh, she... Wait, I have that on my list too. Actually, okay. I said, what okay. is this, honey? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, okay, good, I'm glad. Um, so she walked on stage and she began this very interesting speech. She claimed that she was shocked that she won, which, I mean, this whole thing is kind of tone deaf. I think that is also really tone deaf because it's like, do you not, like, does your agent not tell you anything? You're literally in a dead heat with Michelle Yeoh. What do you mean you're shocked? Right. Also, like, like don't you have to submit for those awards? Like, you're telling me nobody, you didn't realize that anybody submitted you for the award? <laughs> yeah, and, and she said, I've got gum in my mouth. I really didn't expect to be standing here. I'm like, Girl. do you think she did that to try and be quirky? Or, like, she genuinely was like, oh, I'm shocked. Why would... I'm just like, this part really does mystify me. Why would you put gum in your mouth and start chewing when your category is about to be called and you know that you're in a dead heat with someone else? Also, when you're on (laughs) broadcast television at an award ceremony, why would you put gum in your mouth at any point in the evening that is being recorded? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if they were serving food or not, but maybe like there were some onions in it. I don't know. But anyway, I don't want to fixate too much on that. I want to talk about the real meat (laughs) of this speech. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give some highlights. She said, I would love it if we could just change this whole fucking structure. It's like, what is this patriarchal pyramid where someone stands up here? Um, She started suggesting that televised award shows should be scrapped altogether and that we should stop pitting actors against one another. She said, why don't we just say there was a bunch there? Wait, why don't we just say there was a whole raft of, I don't know what she means by that whole boat of female performances that are in concert and in dialogue with one another and stop the televised horse race of it all. Every single woman with a television, film, advertising, tampon commercials, whatever, you're all out there doing amazing work that is inspiring me continually. Okay. So this was a weird collection of things to say. First of all, thank you, Kate Blanchett, because you just handed Michelle Yeoh the Oscar for Best Actress, I think, because nominations... She said, fuck awards! I don't want anymore! They were like... That? <laughs> so it's it's brilliant because like i said this was on sunday guess what closed today oscar nominations, the oscar voting. nominations. yeah the yep. voting closed yep. today yep <laughs> so- <laughs> everybody took their pencils and they were like <laughs> now i well she's still gonna get nominated so i wonder i wonder <laughs> if this speech is gonna linger long enough for the actual votes to be affected but if i were a voter i mean it's like it's a two-pronged thing because yes of course of course she's right yes award shows like like we were just talking about they do have some sort of context but do they really like matter no but it's also like shut up you're literally benefiting from this you have a shit ton of awards you didn't give a fuck about earlier when you won these it's like come on now Kate. here's my thing here's my thing would she have thought would she have had the same thought if Michelle Yeoh would have won? Precisely. This kind of goes so to my that's theory. That's how you know it's kind of bullshit because. Yeah. yeah. This kind <laughs> of goes to my theory that I was talking, when I was talking about their actors on actors video. Now I'm not saying Kate purposefully concocted this ridiculous speech to put Michelle Yeoh in a better oh, light. Oh, I'll say it. <laughs> oh, you think she did? <laughs> it makes no sense. It's such a like weird thing to say. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's like, what are you saying? What did she say? 
what is this patriarchal pyramid where someone stands up here? What are you saying? <laughs> what does that mean? Can you someone tell me what that like, means? Are you on top of the pyramid? I'm confused. I don't I, I don't know. <laughs> no one knows. Yeah. So Why maybe, did you have to bring that up? Maybe it plays into my theory that she really doesn't want to win and she really wants Michelle Yoda to win. And so she just said all this weird stuff on the spot to have people be like, you know, maybe we should give Michelle the Oscar. They'll <laughs> be like, who is she? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was absolutely buck wild. <laughs> and we'll be talking oh, more I about that. what? Oh, I was going to say, I saw like the, some of the quotes afterwards and I was like, what did she say? Yeah. She went up there and said, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay. sis. This is, again, we talked about this on Instagram. This is like the year with everything everywhere all at once. This is the year where white people are making it like their entire personality to like hype up people of color. And, and I mean, it's like, it's yeah, it's like cute or whatever, but I feel like after a while it's like, okay, <laughs> you, you can stop. Actually, Jamie Lee Curtis is connected to this too because for some like I I understand it, but for some reason she is being heralded as the front runner for supporting actress at the Oscars. Now I know the nominations haven't come out. And the reason why I say I understand it is because you know the Oscars, they love doing this thing, especially the acting branch. They love giving Oscars to people where it's like it's their turn. They have never they don't have an Oscar. My camera's going wild again for some reason, even though it's been like half an hour. Um, you know, maybe they don't have an Oscar. They're getting old or whatever. It's like Michelle Yeoh. I mean, Michelle Yeoh has never been nominated. And so I, I understand that pattern of thought, but also like, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is very aware of the fact that if she did happen to win, that would be probably not great for her, at least on social media in two ways. One, if Stephanie Hsu, who's also in Everything Everywhere, if she is nominated, which I hope she is because she got nominated for a SAG, I think that bodes well. Her role in the film is significantly more substantial and is actually like, like, that's like the bedrock of the film right there, the emotional Mm -hmm. connection. And then also Angela Bassett is picking up steam because she collected the Golden Globe and the Critics' Choice Awards. So I'm sure Jamie Lee Curtis also doesn't want to win over her who's like this very storied actress so yeah i think her and kate blanchett are both probably in this mode of trying to amp up those women so that it doesn't look bad on them (laughs) again it's cute but it's like girl what well jamie lee made a whole shirt out of the golden globes meme which it's like it's one thing if someone else make like if a24 <laughs> like if a24 made that shirt and sold it in their shop that's one thing but she made that shirt she was like so, oh my god i'm such a good friend let me put on a t-shirt yeah. like it, it's people do this all the time where a funny meme happens but then they try to capitalize on it and it's like it's not it's immediately unfunny you when they do it. That. yeah you it's immediately it. unfunny <laughs> yeah so that's mm-hmm. wild. Anyway, we'll be talking more about those award shows in a moment. Radially segue. Like literally right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about awards season, early awards season fashion, because I feel like we've had some pretty good looks so far. And I was like, you know what? I want to talk about some of these looks. Well, I was going to say generally so thank you for sending me the links for like basically all the pictures and i was going mm-hmm. through these you guys and i have to say i was like we're lacking 
Where the, I was I was kind of like, like I will say it wasn't the like glamour? hit after hit, but the ones that I liked, I was like y'all okay y'all y'all are looking good. Yeah, the and ones I will say I like I think we have a lot of fresh. I think I think the biggest thing is that we have a lot of fresh faces this award season with That's like true. the cast of Abbott Elementary getting awards, and then like you know just a lot of like people who haven't normally been recognized that aren't like prominently featured in these like fashion listicles are now yeah. featured and it's like just nice to see something different that's true I eat people of color i also wanted to say outright now this is not to say that whenever women wear something they have to wear something that like hugs every curve and that's not what i'm saying but there's a particular style of dress that i hate where it's just like fabric does that make sense it's just like <laughs> It's it's maybe like pinned at the neck or something, and then it's fabric, and it's all one textile, and it's all one color, and there's nothing interesting. And I feel like we oh, I was I seeing a lot of that. Oh, like Haley Bieber at was it the Met Gala? The yes, show, or is that like white? Oh, yes, and oh uh, just one off the top of my head, like uh, I don't, I think this was Golden Globe. Shirley Ralph just wore this like blue thing, mm. and I'm like, hers was what? purple. Hers was purple. Was it CCA? Someone from Abbott was wearing just like literally fabric. And I'm like, where's the artistry here? You look stunning, but the artistry is not there. So it's that's what I'm talking about. And I'll talk about other other outfits like that in my worsts. But um, should we start with Golden Globe since they were first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's start with Golden Globe. Okay. I guess it was kind of it was you might have been talking about Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, which is actually funny because I didn't put her on my best dress list, um, but I did highlight that her makeup with the oh, purple yeah. look looks stunning. The makeup yeah. was stunning. And, and I, the hair. I, yeah. So yeah. Th this is like a thing too, for people with brown eyes, people always tell you to do like purple makeup or like when I bought my first pair of glasses, I asked them for purple glasses because purple goes really well with brown eyes. And that's like really, this is exhibit A, like the light, like lilac color on her eyes. It looks so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the dress. I didn't put it on my best dress list, but I was like, the makeup looks amazing. She looks so cute. Her face and that hair. Yeah. So like, um, wait, so how should we do this? Should I... we do best first and then worst? Or should we do one best one worst or what i have three like i texted you i have three worst and three best um actually why don't you tell me your three best for golden globes and then i'll go because i i didn't really limit myself to three i was just kind of like commenting as oh, i was okay. going through the article and i figured we could just have like an open discussion about some of them oh so damn she, why don't you go first you have comments on every look no not every look oh, I'm saying okay. the ones that i the ones that i wrote down that I thought oh were i see okay so my three best these aren't any particular order Chloe Flower, who was the pianist for the Golden Globe, she wore this beautiful, crisp, white, flowy dress. And then she had her beautiful, like, dark, flowy Ooh, hair. Yeah. Um, she looks stunning. And also, side note to that, we didn't really talk about this because the Globes were happening as we recorded last week. But mm -hmm. the people that were coming for her on Twitter, because they... I don't know why people assume this. They thought that she was the one that was playing people out on their speeches. It's like, are you a moron? That's clearly the producers that do that. And so <laughs> that's why during the show, uh, Jared Carmichael literally had to say, because I guess he was paying attention to Twitter. He was like, don't come for Chloe Flower. She's not the one playing people off. She's just our like accompaniment. 
people are so stupid i swear to god people are just mean like stop posting every thought that you have on social media oh i know yeah okay no i love this look it looks really good i love the white gloves and i love the way that her hair just like waterfalls yes yes Mm -hmm. really good um andrew garfield Ooh. I have him on my list too. I figured there'd be some crossover, which is why I wanted first you all, to go first. Andrew, he's just so fine. Yeah, oh. he's he's always looked good, but I don't know what he's been drinking lately. But in the last like year and a half, something's been going on with him in a good way. <laughs> and then so there's that, and then also he decided to wear an orange suit when everyone else is wearing tuxedos. So that was and great. we've talked about this how yeah. the guys that wear boring stuff because they're men, it's like. But the guys that wear colors? Yeah. I'll be talking more about that with the Critics' Choice Awards best of, by the way. And then my last best is MJ Rodriguez. Oh, my God. That dress. I had her on my best list, too. Stunning. And when she came out, I I was tuning into the Globes after we wrapped up recording last week. And she came out to present something. And I was like, (gasps) the Mm -hmm. see, this is the glamour we want, like actual effort and glamour that Beautiful. yeah and it's like monochromatic like one shade one fabric one color yeah. but it's like the design oh, it looks like gorgeously so done yeah so cool and i love this is a critique i have for the critics choice i think oh no for the golden gloves we'll get to it people haven't really been wearing jewelry anymore and it's like okay sure oh, but yeah. it annoys me but i love that her look has this really funky necklace with it too yeah even one piece like they call it a statement for a reason Just yeah something. like I also think MJ is just like really gorgeous and fun to look at. So, so yeah. yeah. I mean, look at her hair too. Ugh, yeah. Amazing. And those shoes. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So some of my favorite looks. Um, I actually really liked Quinta's look. I felt like it really highlighted her body in a really great way. And you can tell she dressed because she knew she was about to win some awards. Oh, she yeah. She said, I'm about to win tonight. Let me just show up. And she really did. So good for her. And I think I liked this look better than the look that she had for Critics' Choice. Oh, girl, we'll get there. We will mm, get okay. there. You Ooh, should okay. like it better than the Critics' Choice. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a big fan. So I, I I, think this one looks really good on her. And I I love, this is one of my favorite things that particularly Black women do. The like the slicked pony. ponytail. Yeah. Oh, my She God. did slay with that, yeah amazing yeah and then also angela bassett dude she's like the epitome of black don't crack are you kidding look at this woman in her body oh that silver look yeah yes and i love the bob oh my gosh she looks amazing the bob yeah yeah we love a bob she and look she's another one she she knew she was gonna win so she said let me show up (laughs) tonight with that bob oh okay She looks so good. Wait, my favorite thing, you keep saying this, so it just reminds me. My favorite thing is when people know they're going to win an Oscar, specifically women, and they show up wearing a gold dress. That is always such a slay to me. It's kind of embarrassing if you don't win. Like, I think Carrie Mulligan, she wore a gold dress (laughs) to the 2021 ceremony thinking she was going to win Best Actress for Promising Young Woman, which, by the way, she should have. Um, but it's always a serve when they do win. Like when Sandra Bullock won, she wore that gold dress. It was like, you had zero doubt. You can tell. You can tell when people know they're going to win. Or at least when people think they're going to win. Hey, Michelle Yeoh, maybe you should wear gold. 
on March 12th. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of risky though. Cause you know, the racism exists. Yeah. So it's like, ah, her, and, her and Kate should both wear gold <laughs> or maybe Kate should wear another knapsack. Maybe that would, <laughs> sorry, that's so mean. Sorry. That is so mean. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, I, we, I had, we had some of the same ones, MJ Rodriguez, um, Andrew Garfield. Um, I also like Tyler James Williams, little blues, uh, outfit moment. I don't recall that. You don't recall the blue, the blue suit with like the flare pants. Oh yeah. 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 That was good. I liked it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, okay, wait. I have some worst. Should I go first with the worst? I only have two worst dress. Yes, Not you go worst, first with this bad. One. Okay. I'm sorry. Billy Porter, this look is tired. I'm so sick. He wears the same silhouette to every event. Okay. I do agree with you. The only reason why I I almost put it on the best actually. I just oh. like it because yes, it is kind of tired, but also I actually think this is the best version of it that he's ever worn because it just looks like I know that the the whole like tuxedo dress was the iconic moment that started this whole thing. But I think yeah, this like this pink is... version, this magenta I mean, version it is, is more a stunning good color and the color looks really good with his skin tone. Yeah. But it's like when you do this to every event that you're invited to, it's like, OK, uh, let's do something else. She said, <laughs> um, step back in the box. <laughs> well, no, not even that though. It's like there are so many things you can do. You're choosing to do the same concept over and over again. Yeah, I guess so. Please. So yeah, not my fave. Also, back to talking about jewelry. I feel like Selena Gomez just did not look. Oh, she's the on your worst. Best. I feel not. I like. Here's the thing. I feel like this dress isn't a bad dress. But I just feel like she could have like looked better in it. And I feel like it's because so much of her chest is bare. It like drags the whole outfit down. Yeah, I guess so. You maybe know? if like, maybe if she had like really, I feel like sometimes, and of course this is a, a birth thing, but people with like really dramatic collarbones, they can pull off that bare chest thing a little bit more effectively. Yeah. I just feel like if you have so much, like, because I feel like, the bare chest and like the shoulders are out too. It's like you need something. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. It just wasn't my fave. She didn't look her but like and you know, Selena be slaying sometimes. So like, I like the sleeves or the, the sleeve right, shoulders. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this gown is not a bad, it's a gorgeous gown. It's just it's more like, interesting than a lot of the other ones. Didn't over, like <laughs> okay, I mean, why don't you go next? You go next. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, so worst. I have three worst. These aren't in any particular order. Kaylee Kuoko. What were you wearing? I know that she's pregnant, right? No. She's pregnant? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know you're pregnant. I'm sure that that's laborious. But like, <laughs> what is this dress? Looks like it's from Kmart. Kmart. I don't it looks like, like a prom it. dress. It, it looks look, like a prom dress. Yes, prom. Prom is a better. It looks mm -hmm. not good at all. I hate prom on the on the red carpet. Um, controversial Jenna Ortega. I did not like this. I did not. Why did you make that face of me? <laughs> did you like it? Oh, is Shuri barking? Oh, okay. Did you pick it? You didn't hear her at all? No, I guess you muted on time. Or is it, no, or is it so she... high pitched that it canceled it out? 
I don't know. No, I was actually going to agree with you. I didn't put Jenna Ortega on either of my lists just because I didn't think it was horrible, but I also was like, it's too close to her skin tone. And I guess maybe that was like the idea of Looks it. Looks like, like a mummy. The nude. Yeah, I just didn't <laughs> like it. It was like the rap. I don't know. I was uh, like, really? You know what? I think it could have been a lot better if the hair was different. I don't know what was good with this hair. Like, give me mm. some. Well, she's had that hair for a couple, for a little while now. She like, that's has? like her new look. I guess yeah, I wouldn't she... know. Well, she, she should retire she's... it. <laughs> yeah, it's not my fave, honestly. I think she I like would look really cute with like a maybe like an edgy pixie. I think it would work on her. Mm. But this like weird suburban mom bob, I don't know. Uh, and actually, if I were to rank these, this would 100% be the worst. Jenny Slate, mama, what oh was this? Talk wait. about prom. What oh my God, wait, this, this is the look I was thinking about when you said you hate when women just wear fabric. Yes, this is the one this that came to my mind. It's, it's like, it's just fat and it's the worst fabric I've ever seen. It's like this lime green satin, horrible. <laughs> and the only thing that makes it interesting is this like cheap little looking flower thing right on the chest. Jenny, yeah, no, you've been in so many good projects this year or last year, I should say. Don't show up wearing this. Mm, yeah it wasn't mm -hmm. great i don't like it in fact it was bad so <laughs> anyway should we move on to the ccas yes um okay let me pull up my list do you want me to start with my best again yes should... yes okay. okay no you start first okay so my best andrew garfield once again i have <laughs> <laughs> looked very fine once again He's actually so he, a lot of men at this show were wearing non-traditional suits which i did like compared to the globes mm -hmm. and some mm -hmm. some men that wore tuxedos to the globes wore fun suits Colors to the like one. like yeah. paul dano wore that really pretty like blue sequin suit and at the globes he just wore a tuxedo um yeah. yeah andrew garfield wore this like it's like a light brownish sad mm -hmm. yes he did and seth rogan yes, he also did. wore like a seth rogan wore like an all chocolatey brown satin suit and you love seth rogan let me tell you it was <laughs> <laughs> there was a portion of this list where i was getting i was like oh this is too much uh had to turn my ac on anyway oh, God. Uh, another man on my best list is harry shum jr with this like purpley mm -hmm ruffled shirt he looks yeah great. i like this one too and i love when guys do like that velvet suit i don't know i love a velvet moment yeah. on men any suit that's not like a tuxedo or like a weird like um oh my god who was it um matt smith i think it was for the ccas wore this like strange avant-garde loose fitting garment thing so anything that's not that or a tuxedo i feel like is gonna look great <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the like disheveled, loose, crazy thing. Yeah. That sort of thing. I'm not a fan of that. But anyway, uh, lastly on my best is Stephanie Shu. She looked so pretty. I had her on my best list too. That is her color, the house yeah. down. Can't <laughs> wait to see what she wears to the Oscars. I feel like even if she doesn't get nominated, she'll <sighs> be invited. Yeah. That color is beautiful. Yeah. Who are your mm. best? Um, also, something I forgot to talk about during the golden globes um that you didn't bring up either was kihoi kwan's little um 
Oh, the, the googly, googly eyes. eye on yeah. his lapel. Oh my god, that was so cute. And I actually liked his look for the Critics' Choice Award too, like the velvet. Velvet, yeah. Yeah, it just looks really good. That red looks really good on him too. He's just adorable. I want to give him a hug. Me too. He loves hugging okay. people too. If you follow his Instagram, it's just him <laughs> hugging a bunch of people. The video of him running <laughs> to hug Brendan Fraser. <laughs> That was the cutest thing oh ever. Gosh. He he ran, like <laughs> ran across the room. <laughs> and I know, I know that I sent this to you on Instagram, but for those of you who don't know, he some I think it was was that the CCAs? I don't know. He ran into Kiki Palmer and took a picture with her oh, hugging. So and he cute. said, like, double the key or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just having such a good time. And I'm so happy for him. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, would love to hear your thoughts, but I actually liked Aubrey Plaza's look. Um, I haven't seen her like recently with blonde hair, so this was kind of like interesting. And I kind of liked this like illusion neckline with the three different colors. Yeah, it was fine. Like the tool had a good high slit. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. I wasn't a fan of the hairdo. I don't know why she must be blonde for a role because I don't yeah. think she looks. I feel like when we think of Aubrey, she just is brunette she and she looks better hair. with it. So it's got to be for a role, but it yeah. was fine. I did like the tool part of it. That was the best part. Yeah, the it looked tool cool. Illusion. It was like different. And I like that. I feel like if you're going to wear like a straight, like straight cut gown, I love when there's just like a little bit, a little something extra. Yeah, yeah um okay i put andrew garfield again sorry he's hot <laughs> um oh my god i'm surprised you i don't know maybe you didn't like it but janelle monet holy shit mm. I, I loved it um, i put hashtag free the nipple <laughs> I, I feel like we've seen it you know like the black with the lace accoutrement but I look at her like body okay <laughs> yes but i feel like we've seen it like there's been a bunch of women with great <sighs> bodies that wear like a black lacy thing and this wasn't doing anything new for me Sorry, so Janelle. It looks so good on her. Yes, she Ugh. looks great, but it's not like it's not interesting enough for me to put it as the best, you know? Now I'm just looking at her. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. I like Shirley Ralph's dress for this award show for the Critics' Choice Awards. She had like a yeah. gold, I mean, it's a little tin foily, but it was just way more flattering on her. Yeah, I feel like the and only, I like this hair too. The only Abbott cast members outfit that I really liked for either of these award shows was what's her name, Lisa? What's her name again? Lisa um, Ann. Lisa Ann Walter. Lisa Ann, the, yeah. Her her CCA. She looked look, really good. Yeah, she was actually on my best list too. I, I did blue. not like her Golden Globes look. But no, I, I hated the, the I hated yeah. the Golden Globes look. <laughs> but the blue with her red hair looks so good. Yeah. So stunning. Um, Stephanie. Shue. Um, yeah. No, I also had Stephanie Shu. I had Lily James too, but now I'm like trying to remember why I put her on my list. Oh, yeah, yeah. This was this was kind of <laughs> cute. A new, like it was like a take on the um on just like black and I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> um. Okay, I think that was everybody. Oh, I put Miles Teller looks really good with a beard now. He had yeah. a blue, a blue, a blue tux. Yeah, actually, he looks really sure. good with the beard, better than the mustache, in my opinion. I'm sick yeah. of that damn mustache. He looks really good Everybody, at the beach. So the men need to stop. 
Oh Love yeah, it. this is a trend that needs to end. The Top Gun mustache. Yeah, the men it's tired. must be stopped. They must be stopped. It's so it's tired. So, tired. Yeah. so now that he has a beard, maybe everybody else will just go back to their regular facial hair. <laughs> maybe. Um, okay, least favorites. Uh, I'm so sorry. Quinta Brunson, the CCA look. Yeah, this one was not was it. It was not bad. It uh maybe i would have liked it more if it was a more interesting color but it's just it's weird because it's kind of like a wild silhouette but it's gray i don't know and the hair i didn't really love i didn't like it i feel like she's been Um, doing that hair a lot i don't know maybe she hasn't but i feel like i've seen her do that bun at least twice already um jenny slate makes an appearance once again maybe she's trying (laughs) to troll us maybe maybe her (laughs) maybe her stylist just hates her yeah i hate this it looks (laughs) it's more interesting than the golden globes look but it's more appalling (laughs) (laughs) also this is just me my rule of thumb is if you have a high neck your hair should be up do not do the high neck low hair i hate that i don't agree i think no i don't agree with that like you're saying if someone has a high neck they can't have like a beautiful flowing down do (sighs) I mean, I would say at least like ha- put some hair out of your face because like if you have a high neck, we should be able to see it. Yeah, I guess so. Stop putting people yeah, in a box so. like Billy Porter. Oh my God. Oh, Get <laughs> out kidding. of here. You just okay. love opposing me. You love going against me because you love fighting no, with women. No, I, <laughs> no I, I don't because I'm about to agree with what we've already discussed, which is Kate Blanchett's look. Oh my God. What Awful. was this? Awful. Okay. I put, what is this, honey? It looks like a cat. It's khaki. It's okay. literally a khaki. Um, she's looking like Steve Irwin on the runway. I'm not even kidding you guys. It's giving Steve Irwin. Okay, this is gonna sound mean, and I'm not trying to be like um classist or anything by saying this, but it really looks like a Shein dress. <laughs> like it looks like a Shein. It you, it looks like if you crumpled it up, it would disintegrate in your hand. It looks like paper. Who made this gown? Hold I on. Don't, I wanna, is I it wanna, a gown though? It looks like a tan blouse on top of a like I mean, long skirt of the same material. I think by definition, it's a gown. But no, I know. But I'm saying like it just doesn't. You know what I mean? It, it, if it were different. It looks like separates if they were different colors, but it's not. Oh, God, it's so bad. I want to know who made this dress. Oh, God, please do not tell me this is the look they're talking about. <gasps> what? Oh, my God, listen to this headline. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what is it? I have to accept. Kate Blanchett chooses understated elegance for the Critics' Choice Awards. I can't. Understated is an understatement. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, her peers seemed determined to dazzle. <laughs> she opted for <laughs> understatement. <laughs> okay, who designed this? Um, Max Mara. Who's that? What that? I don't know. You're telling me that Kate Blanchett, who is at the height of awards season right now, she got some no name. Okay, granted, maybe she's supporting a, a lesser known designer, and I'm, I'm being a dick, but like, no, you have gotten like person, some studying like Givenchy or something to wear. First of all, this company, Max Mara, is has a 1.2 billion, well, 1.2 billion euro 
Oh shit. Um, okay. Business. Never and when I search Max Mara, everything that comes up is like trench coats, like Nick Miller's trench coat from uh the cooler episode of New Girl. That's everything that's coming up. It's okay, like well, that trench coat. Well, Max Mara, you like did not do a good wear. job. Yeah. <laughs> This isn't mm-hmm. business where this mm-hmm. is award season. And I want to see, this is for everybody, not just Kate. I want to see more interesting stuff. Y'all have pretty much, you have two more chances. You have the SAGs and the Oscars. I want to see y'all go all out. You all have money. You have teams. I've been mostly underwhelmed and by these looks. Sometimes they don't even have to pay. They just are borrowed. You get it for free. Yeah, come yeah. on now. So like there's really no excuse. Everybody <laughs> should want to dress you if you are good enough to be at these awards. Yeah. So anyway, who are your worst? <laughs> um Kate Blanchett obviously and <laughs> I ha- I'm sorry, I hated Sadie Sink's dress, which is so unfortunate because I feel like this oh. is a big year for her. I just was not a fan. Eh. And I get that she's like young, but it's like, what is with these like weird? I feel like she just the dresses that she wears. It's oh, I don't like it. Uh, it just looks so. Uh, I don't have any thoughts. She's worn better. She's worn better and better colors for her. She has red hair. Like you can do really great. Like she could be wearing emerald green or like she looked really. Didn't she do like a pink suit one time? That looked really good on her. Oh, yeah, I think she did. Yeah, I'm going to need to see more, sister. This is a big year for you. Uh, but whatever. Those are my least favorites. All right. That concludes mm-hmm. our red carpet hour. Um, please return yeah, when hour. bag awards uh, occur. I don't know when those yeah. are. I'm going to look it up. We'll do another one of those. Maybe we'll do it combined with the Oscars red carpet hour. No, because I think the SAG awards are relatively the oscars still aren't for another two months isn't that wild oh long time wait the sag are they tonight no they're not until february 26th damn that's such a i guess they literally just released nominations like what a week two weeks ago a week ago okay but still like come on i know know. i'm sick of waiting when are the grammys oh see that i really don't know (laughs) (sighs) I think they're in February too. They might be before the Oscars. Sunday, February fifth. Wait, that's soon. Everything is before the Oscars. That's so soon. That's so soon. Okay, so at least we have that. We could talk Wait, about. Is that. that the same Sunday as the Super Bowl? <gasps> that would be criminal. Hold on. Isn't the Super Bowl the first weekend of February? Uh, I think they've been they've been pushing it later. Oh. It's February twelfth. February twelfth. Oh, February twelfth. Okay. 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 okay da- we're gonna have content in the month of February. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Grammys, Rihanna, SAGs. My birthday. <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just have one more pop culture story because I was trying to like look for stuff that I knew a lot of people were talking about and this was the only thing that I was like actually searching, like researching stuff for. So, okay. So if you guys don't know, way back in like, hold on, let me confirm the date. In... June, Shakira and her longtime boyfriend, um, Gerard, what is his name? Uh, Gerard Pique. They announced that they split up. They have two children together and they've been together for 11 years, which was like, whoa, what? So Uh people immediately speculated that he cheated on her, um, which allegedly it seems like he did. 
<laughs> and yeah, so they've been split up for a little while now, but Shakira just recently released a song. Um, okay, the song is titled B BZRP Music Sessions number 53 with DJ Biz Bizarp. Excuse me? <laughs> Is that how you say it? <laughs> I B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-A-P. I feel like this is an example of me not knowing Spanish enough to be able to say this right. So if you speak Spanish and you know who this is, I'm so sorry. Like, please don't make fun of me. I'm doing Duolingo every day. I'm doing my best. Okay, I'm doing my best. It's true, you guys. She literally paused our hangout session Friday night to do her Duolingo on my couch. So Yeah, I'm dedicated. I'm trying. I'm just not into all of the, you know, Spanish. Spanish culture. <laughs> anyway, um, so she released this song with this DJ. And first of all, um, apparently it's re- received 63 million views on YouTube in the first 24 hours, which made it the most viewed new Latin song in YouTube history, which is cool. Um, but some lyrics, there were some lyrics that she kind of she kind of took some took some digs at her ex. So she said. I've outgrown you, and that's why you're with a girl just like you. Um, she referenced her old song, She Wolf, and she said, A she wolf like me ain't for a rookie. She called Ooh. him a rookie, y'all, a rookie. No hard feelings, baby. I wish you the best with my supposed replacement. I don't even know what happened to you. Woo. Um, wow. and so then the other tea about like is about like how she found out that he was cheating on her and people have been making a ton of TikToks of them going through their house and like marking where all of their like food products are oh, at people have too much time <laughs> because she apparently Shakira figured out that PK was cheating on her because she came back from traveling and noticed that her strawberry jam had been like was less than it was before she left and apparently he never eats strawberry jam so he gave it to some bitch. Oh my god, Ely. <laughs> no, it's not her fault. It's his fault. Totally. I always blame the men. Yeah. So don't go around calling them bitches. Oh my god. Okay, fine. Sorry. Offensive. You, I thought if you... I thought you were pro women and anti anti women. But and I like thought you were pro black, but <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. What did I say to suggest I wasn't? Oh my God, you said so many anti black things this evening. I can't even count. Like, what? Just because I said I didn't like Shirley <laughs> Ralph's dress? That was so anti black. You guys arrest him. Oh my God. Come for him. Come for I, him. I am certainly not anti black. I'm pro glamour and good fashion. Okay. Black people can't be glamorous. <gasps> oh my God. Oh my God. This is okay. awful. Did this is I a not tough episode for you? Oh my God. Did I not agree <laughs> that Angela Bassett looks stunning and that mm. MJ Rodriguez looks stunning? That's all or nothing, babe. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Then Quinta Brunson's gray monstrosity looked amazing. <laughs> it looked phenomenal. Whoa, monstrosity. <laughs> It was not a good dress. It was not a good dress. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Well, go Shakira for roasting her ex-boyfriend in her song. I I love when women um, make profit off of hating on their ex. (laughs) Nothing makes me happier. She should collaborate with Miley then. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, do you have anything else you'd like to discuss? 
No, I said, I DK, dude, this week was kind of dry. Everyone's pregnant and having babies. That shit's lame as fuck. There's Boring. so many people having babies and that are pregnant now. It's like, oh, I'm over Boring. it. Tired. Congrats, but yeah. I don't really care. I'm speaking specifically about Naomi Osaka, but. Oh. Yeah, me I mean, neither. I'm happy for her. Just I just raised... felt like I was scrolling through and I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. I hope all the celebrities raise their children to not throw balls at other people's apartment walls. Oh um, should we talk about our media moments? Sure. It's time for the media moment. Okay, you were going first. Ooh, well, I actually have my media moment right here. Well, my I was, mic has been sitting on it. I was wondering what it was going to be because it was blank until what about fifteen minutes ago? Sorry, I forgot. I I forgot to fill it in. I started typing it and then I I didn't. Um, so I started reading this book. Um, not super far into it, but you know, I'm just trying to. Okay, stop laughing at me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like I love that you're making this. You can tell this is a week where you've not consumed that much media because you're including a book where it looks like you've read fifty pages. Oh, <laughs> uh, I read. <laughs> Yeah, uh, 50 pages. <laughs> Wait, legit. <laughs> My 42. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm making it my media moment to manifest that I will finish it in this timeline that I want to finish it. So manifest. I'm manifesting that I'm going to finish this book. It actually is really good, though. Um, it's called You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. Um, and actually, this author... Emezi, E-M-E-Z-I, my boss has recommended a different book by them before. And this one is actually really good. I, I, It was on my paperback list, but then I saw it at a bookstore um, in Union Market. Oh, I forgot. Oh, wait, it's, I have it right here. It's called, There's a bookstore in called, Union Market? Well, it's not in Union Market. It's in the Union Market District. Oh. Um, It's called Politics and Prose. They have multiple. Oh, locations. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your next place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I went in there with my boss uh, last week and I saw this book and I was like, you know what? This was on my list. I'll buy it. I can't go into a bookstore and not buy a book. So <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about reading this. It's really, it's, it's enjoyable. And I really gravitate more towards books that have characters that I just like, I always describe it as like, I enjoy spending time with them. So that's like what makes me want to keep picking up the book again. It's like, I start to like miss the character. Like I'll be like, oh, I want to read more. I want to know like what they're up to. What are they doing? <laughs> they're my friends. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm super cool, you guys. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. I like this book. The characters are really funny. The main character's roommate is hilarious. Um, what is the yeah, log line of this book? What does the sleeve say? Um, What's the plot? It doesn't, I wouldn't say a log line, but it's basically about this girl. Her name is Faye. And her husband died in a car accident that she came out of like unscathed. Um, and then it takes place five years after the accident. She's like just starting to get back into like the dating scene into like, you know, exploring her sexuality again. Oh. And then it just comes with a lot of like complexities that um, she like wasn't expecting. And I feel like this is a really good story for me because recently just like in becoming an adult i've had this like really transformed like perspective on like romance and love and just like relationships and i feel like this is kind of what um faye's experiencing in in the book so 
it's it's cute I like well I wouldn't say I won't call it cute but it's <laughs> it's good and it's very I'm also like I'm so over reading books written by white people so this is like really refreshing work because it's not by a white person by a black yeah person. we're the worst <laughs> I'm just it's it's getting tired <laughs> I read a lot of books by white people last year and I picked this one up and I said to my boss I'm getting sick of reading books by white people and she was like, mm-hmm. yeah Colleen Overcore yeah <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Awesome. Hey, you read more than one. That's on you. <laughs> well, the second one, actually, the second one that I read wasn't even that bad. The first one was just, whew. And now they're making bad. a film. <laughs> they should be making a film with the other one that I read, but. Well, speaking so, yeah. of films, <laughs> by the way, I'm going to hit you with a stealth double medium. Yeah, one. I see that. Sorry, but I'm going to. But first, I want to talk about Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, which I finally saw. And it was great. People have been hyping up this new Puss in Boots movie. And part yeah, of me like, hasn't quite believed it, even though I think it's because I love the Shrek franchise, but Puss in Boots, the original film, is definitely the weakest of the saga. <laughs> but the trailer piqued my interest partially because they they adopted this spider-verse-esque animation style where it's like they purposely take out frames and they mix 3d with 2d and they this one's a little bit different where it's like spider-verse is going for more of a comic book 2d illustration style and this looks like a painting almost yeah it's like brush strokes and you're seeing the imperfections of like the strokes and the pencils yeah so Mm -hmm. it looked gorgeous i yeah it was always a visual treat looking at it it was super cool. The action scenes in this film were actually great. Like they're incredible. I was really into it. And there's like eight of them throughout the movie. It's like every 10 minutes you're getting something that's like, whoa, this wow. is super cool. And uh, the thing that shocked me the most is that it's unabashedly about like mortality and fearing death, which is wild. And I did not expect that from a Puss in Boots movie that come, <laughs> that came out uh, 11 years after the first one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's basically like, I, I didn't really know what the plot was about going into it. And and Puss, he's on his last life. He's lost eight lives and he's on his ninth one. And he's like, oh shit, like I can't just be buck wild Puss in Boots anymore. And so he kind of, is, he resigns himself to the fact that he feels like he can't be the legend that is Puss in Boots with just one life left until he finds out that there's a way he can get a wish on a star and he can wish for more lives. And of course he learns over the course of the film that maybe that's not the answer. Uh, but um, the, the wolf character that you might've seen in the trailers is there's actually a spoiler about this character that I probably should not give away, but that villain is actually creepy as fuck. And whenever he shows up, there's like a whistling that comes with him, like a creepily creepy Ooh. whistling. And he's often like framed in silhouette with like these crazy dark red eyes. And he has these two hook blades. He's scary. Like it's kind of wild that this really intimidating villain, again, is coming from <laughs> a Puss in Boots sequel, but <laughs> he's cool. And there's this wicked action scene involving him. Actually, there's one at the beginning and at the end. I don't know, you guys. I was just really entertained, and I think you should go see it. I think you can you can rent it now uh, digitally. It'll probably be on Peacock soon, 
but it was fun to see it in a theater. I had a really good time. Wow. I'm so glad you did. Yeah. And I want to briefly talk about the last of us premiere on HBO. Nick graciously let me use his account to watch the premiere. So wait, you didn't reactivate our HBO account. Like you said, no, because it's like, this is the only thing I'm interested in watching. And previously, Nick, previously Nick had said, uh, that I could not use his account. He's being a little brat about it. And then he was like, just kidding. If you want to use it to watch last of us, you can. I was like, okay, I just want to watch the first episode. And then after that, I'll discern whether or not I want to binge it when it's all done or if I want to keep watching it. And I think I've decided that I want to binge it because... Oh my God. Okay, I'm using Morgan's. Okay, then use Morgan's. Damn. It's $60 <laughs> a month. I think it's fair. Okay, have... I'm paying half of it. Anyway, so my thoughts on the premiere. I watched it earlier today after work. And... It's an hour and 20 minutes long. So it's basically like a not long film. And I think, okay, so the opening of the game, when you play it, it's probably about like five to eight minutes where it's you're playing as Joel's daughter on outbreak day, like basically when shit really hit the fan in America, it's a really interesting opening. Cause you're literally playing through the eyes of this like 10 year old kid. And it ends very tragically. I don't want to spoil it for those of you who don't know. Cause I think the impact is worth it. You know what I'm talking about, right? What happens to Sarah, his daughter? Well, I don't know. I couldn't watch the first episode because you never renewed our HBO subscription. Okay. But you've, you've said in the past that you've like read the whole Wikipedia so what's the truth anyway anyway something very tragic happens to her and and as you're playing it it's very effective because it's like it's it's very visceral but the premiere i was very shocked by this the first like 30 minutes is the opening of the game which i thought was really effective in fleshing out that experience and you're still very much like in sarah's point of view and so the first half hour, like I, I wasn't necessarily expecting this, but I was like in tears after the opening because the extra time that went into fleshing that out and, and how shit went down and, and the relationship with Joel and everything, I felt it was actually more effective than the game. But then when we're in like the present day, 20 years later, like shit's really bad, really depressing. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't grabbing me. And I don't know if it's because I, I know what's happening, like I expressed before. Or see, it's not grabbing you either because you're probably looking at your phone. Um, I'm literally not. What are you doing then? Playing with a clip. <laughs> I'm listening to you. I, I will say. What do you want me to do? Stare at you like this? I was not expecting that. And I am fucking crazy. I'm really sorry. But that's really funny that you were just playing with a little clip. <laughs> I'm listening. I need something to do with my hands. <laughs> oh, you were funny. Okay. Um. Anyway, the rest of the episode was not grabbing me. And so I think I'm just going to wait till it's all done and I can binge it because it's like, I know what's happening and it kind of like, I hate to say it, but like when you, when you take it into live action, it does kind of just seem like the walking dead. It does. It's like, it's very repetitive of the, of the imagery of the walking dead show. 
So yeah, but that opening was incredible. I love what they did with that. And I'm sure that in other parts of the story, they'll, they'll also be expanding upon and elaborating on things. So I am interested in that, but I'd rather just watch it as a big chunk. Those are my thoughts. See, what I like about HBO shows is that it feels like it's one of those things where it's like the whole world is doing the same thing at the same time. Like we experience that with Game of Thrones, with Euphoria. A lot of people watch The White Lotus at the same time. And so I kind of like that's why I like watching HBO shows like week by week because it's like so much fun. It feels like we're all like at a sleepover watching our TV shows together and it's like super fun. I guess so. I wonder how that's going to translate with this source material, though, because it's very sad. It's very isolated. Okay, Euphoria wasn't? Okay, but no, it's like Euphoria. It's like you got the soundtrack and the aesthetics of it all. Like, that is, like, almost made for TikTok. I don't think I'm going to be seeing a bunch of Last of Us TikToks. No, (laughs) no, I'm not saying, like, TikToks. But I mean, like, just, like, you know, on Twitter, like I've seen so many tweets about the even just the first episode. I mean, that's what people would do with Game of Thrones too. Game of Thrones wasn't exciting or aesthetic or fun, but it was fun to watch and talk about yeah. it like on multiple different platforms at the same time. I guess so. And the story did come out today that The Last of Us was HBO's second highest premiere viewership in history after yeah. House of the Dragon, actually. So yeah, oh yeah, that's watching it. People are watching it, and I'm sure it's a lot of oh, those people yeah. are f- fans of the games. I don't know. I'm not discounting it. I just I want to wait. And also, also Pedro Pascal looks so good. No, he, he does. Looks so good. He looks just like Joel. I think that's like pitch perfect casting. And Joel's kind of a hard nut to crack because his character isn't really interesting until literally the end of the story, basically. So I'm sure it's hard for him. And okay, I wasn't going to say this, but I feel like I'm going to say it just to express my true thoughts. I wasn't going to say it because I was like, maybe we should give her more time. I'm not feeling Bella Ramsey for uh, Ellie. Y'all hear that? I'm not feeling her. Y'all hear that? She doesn't feel like Ellie to me. Like Pedro Pascal feels like Joel. And Bella Ramsey does not feel like Ellie to me. But I wasn't going to say it because I was like, she's only really in like half an hour of this premiere episode. And obviously she's going to be in a whole lot more hours of the season. So maybe she needs more time. But those are my preliminary thoughts. And Ellie is a very important character to me. So I, I have probably more of a more of a gatekeeping oh uh, prerogative than others do. But uh, yeah, not the gatekeeping. And you better when once Riley comes into the picture, y'all better not fuck that up. Storm Reed is playing her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to see all the actors. And actually, um, the actress that plays Joel's daughter, Sarah, which I had to like Google it to confirm because I saw somebody on Twitter say like her mom's DNA came through. And I was like, okay, I want to see who her mom is, like see if yep. I can guess. And her mom is oh. um what? say it oh her mom's sandy way newton yeah she looks just like she her. looks just like her yeah and so does. let's you know nepo baby let's call it but um i know <laughs> she, did a, she did a really good job actually like i wouldn't have gotten as emotional That's as what i people did are saying. if she yeah. didn't sell it 
So I think this is a good calling card for her because, okay, spoiler, she's not going to come back. So hopefully this will get her other good roles. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, good for her. No, I think I'm going to watch it next week. I just didn't watch it this week because it was like, watch The Last of Us or watch Joe Burrow on Monday. Or was that Sunday? Monday Night Football? Sunday Night Football. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> um. Wow. Okay. I've never <laughs> heard that name in my life. Never heard that name in my life. Well, I opted to watch Joe Burrow and it was a good game. <laughs> okay. I got to see the NFL's longest touchdown return in history, 98 yards. It was crazy, you guys. It was a really funny game. Wow. So you're anti-players rights because you're supporting the NFL after what happened to... Um that man I who remember his name who who's that cool okay so when you know who it is <laughs> then you can come back okay okay i don't think you have to know someone's name to i think that's the bare be. minimum of the, about, what you should know think about all the nameless victims of like corporations and politicians oh here and we go more criminals white but... people love doing this stuff <laughs> oh <laughs> wait you want to hear something actually maybe i shouldn't say this <laughs> gonna maybe say you it. shouldn't because i think you you've said something? enough tonight no it's I think not you've had a, no, i think you've said enough this it's, evening it's, it's not for the reason you think but um nick went to target earlier i'll I'm take sure it out did. but um for those of you who are listening about the story i just took out it was a really funny story about nick it was i it was not something i said Ely's gonna make it seem like i said something problematic even though i've said not a single problematic Zach thing just said something that, so no. wildly problematic about no, I like did not people of color oh, and specifically lgbtq people of color being criminals that is crazy. oh my god that's why he edited out for real you guys he said the craziest shit Okay. Woo, Nick, you better come get your man. Okay. Was I just talking about an LGBT person of color? Yes, but it's because I was telling a story about Nick, my boyfriend. Mm. So no, I was not talking mm. shit, you guys. It targeted. It seems targeted. All right. Hey, tar it was target related. So <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can we wrap this up? Yes, I have to pee really badly. Okay. Um, thank you for listening. This ended up not being a short episode. Surprise, surprise. But yeah have a good night and uh we'll talk to you next week next week we're gonna have the oscar nomination so you're gonna want to listen to that yeah yeah so bye have a good night bye bye oh i'm gonna end whoops let's hit the stop button instead <laughs>